Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. This is the Emo Social Club podcast, podcast from Chicago, where we talk a lot about Chicago. Uh, one, one of the very few podcasts in Chicago. But you know that if we're from Chicago, there's one thing that we really love, and that's Chicago. <laughs> That's Chicago. I mean, listen, if you listen to any Fall Out Boy song, Patrick Sump will tell you how much he fucking loves Chicago. Yeah, and then he'll go and continue to live in in California. It's like, okay, dude, but, like, doesn't make sense to me. Like, I love it here, and then it snows, and you're like, dude, I'm out. Like, I, I the emotion like, is out, there, but I physically am not. <laughs> My head is there, but yeah. uh, the rest of me, over here. Speaking of Chicago, this episode is with Chicago punk, and we can say this, legends, Naked Raygun. Uh, we, I mean, they, look, they've been around for a long time. You may. Yeah, if you have been anywhere in the punk scene or like listen to punk music ever, uh, whether you're listening to this and you only listen like at like emo or pop punk exclusively, I mean, pop punk is derived from punk. So I don't know how you got to one without the other. But Naked Ray Gun is one that is very influential on especially Chicago music, but I think punk music too overall. Yeah. If you've ever seen, uh, I think it's Sound City that Dave Grohl talks about yes. seeing Naked Ray Gun uh, and, and being inspired by them to do Foo Fighters, you know? So there you go. They inspired uh, the band that plays festivals way too much. So there, you have Naked Ray Gun to thank for uh, Foo Fighters headlining Lollapalooza every like two years. And now the thing is, too, is that when you hear this, you'll have to, if you're a musician, write lyrics that reference Naked Ray Gun mm -hmm. in some way. And some way. And, you know, hope that they hear it. I know where I need to cut. I don't need to say take it again. I can pause and reframe. It's what I was taught to do in school. Bad, bad school. Excuse me? Before we get into it, though, uh, you know, I have had a number of stars, and that number is five, and I put them on Spotify, on Apple Music, on and Google. Amazon Music. On Amazon Music. I've put them there. You can, too. Depending on how many stars you have, it better be five. You can give us those five stars. We only accept five-star reviews, actually. Mm -hmm. If you give us any less, we actually we need it. to come to your, um, up, like, where you live mm -hmm. and ask you yeah, what's going on. That sounds like it might be, uh, you know, asking, like, oh, I want you to come to my house. I'm going to give you three stars. And then it's like, ding dong, Brian and Lizzie, we're at your door. That's not true. We won't. We're not. Look, just give us five stars. Uh, you can. You and can, we won't have to find out. You, we will yeah, not have to find out. We just out. know. Uh, you can also go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash emo social club. You can like, comment, subscribe, whole thing. These, uh, these episodes are uploaded as videos over there. Uh, we also have some other stuff coming soon. So, you know, we have some good stuff you don't want to miss out on. subscription going. Uh, now, if you're on a different website, let's say like your Instagrams, you can find us there at Emo Social Club. If you're over on them Twitters or them TikToks, we are at X Emo Social Club X. Uh, go tell us what you think of this episode. Yeah. If you're on the latter of those two platforms, tell me what you think so I can tell Brian. Yeah, I won't see it. Instagram, I will. Twitter, I might. If you want to specifically have Brian see something for a reason, just go to Instagram. Mm -hmm. We'll both see it, but it'll, it'll be him first, mm -hmm. at least. 
Also, if you need anything from me, no, you don't. Mind your business. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we would love to uh, to know what you think. We would like to know your opinions. We'd like to know uh, about you. You know, tell us your thoughts about you know how this episode made you feel. I think that'd be really nice to hear. Yeah, there's that. Tell us what you thought about our past guests. Maybe guess that you think that we should be checking out. We always have people hitting us up being like, hey, check out this band. We're like, we know. We listen to the band. Um, We just need to figure things out. Yeah. (laughs) So we like to hear what you guys are looking for. Yeah. And never um, pitch your own band like that. It's a little tacky. Yeah, get a friend to do it for you. Yeah, that's what I do. When I see things posted on Twitter and it's like, Hey, tag uh, your favorite podcaster. I will text my friends and like be like, "Can you tag us?" I, need you to get I don't want to do it. I may. You just it. make a bunch of fake profiles just to oh, <laughs> say that, like, um, "Hey, I don't want to look like I'm giving myself a nickname." <laughs> you can try to become the Tinder swindler without asking people for copious amounts of money because of your enemies. You can just say, "Hey, can you please rate this podcast five stars?" Because otherwise, my enemies, who are the podcast co-hosts, are gonna yell at me. I like that. Well, <laughs> let's get into it. Here is our conversation with Naked Raygun. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this evening with Chicago punk rock legends, Naked Raygun. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out with us this evening. We're really stoked to talk with you. Glad to be here. Thank you. I'm Jeff, and I'm the singer. Eric, try to play drums. <laughs> and I'm Lou. I get to stand in for both uh, Fritz and Bill, who are uh, working tonight and couldn't get <laughs> off in time. So, so you get the manager, wah wah, and longtime friend. <laughs> yeah. At what point? Hey, sometimes you got to throw it in. <laughs> yeah. At what point do you get to call yourselves legends? Like, how do you know? Never do. <laughs> so it's just everybody yeah, else calls you. I don't think they can. That wouldn't be fair. But uh, <laughs> us mere mortals can call them legends. Sure. Is it like giving yourself a nickname? Like, you can't just give yourself a nickname. You can't just call yourself a legend. Right. 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 The biggest guy in the block who you call Tiny can't say mm-hmm. he's tiny. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys are like the, uh, I, I mean, I know I've known of your band forever. Cause it's like, you've, you've been around forever. So it's like, to me, just that like staying power and being that name that's like brought up so often in the Chicago scene. It's like, yeah, I, I, I think that makes you legends. Like if you're being like name checked in the Chicago punk scene, I think you're, I think you're part of it, you know? Being a legend in three dollars will get me a medium coffee at any Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Unless that uh, the barista knows you, and then maybe it's like, "Hey, coffee's on <laughs> me today." Five bucks for Eric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we have you on tonight because you guys have just released your sixth album. Your first in. 30 years am i am i over 30 am i reading this correctly that would be accurate this is the first album this is the first album we had three singles with b-sides basically he said that uh yes it's the first full-length album in 30 years um but as you can see actually right behind eric those three singles that we did or they did um probably around 2009 10 and 11. Uh, so there was an a and a b-side to both of those that's all new music as well so originally the guys were planning on putting out just a series of singles like that but then they came to a point where the realization was that they had so much material that they might as well put an album out so and here we are <laughs> 10 years later yeah didn't want to do the whole like oh we're just gonna intermittently mm-hmm. release stuff and then see what happens just like just put it all on one call it a day happy <laughs> Are you ready to get tough? Friend of the Pod, RB Row, drops their new Dancy and Steal Your Boo single, Boyfriend, on Valentine's Day. Guy, so 
The full EP, Tough Love Volume 1, is out on February 25th. Stay up to date so you don't miss their electric new music by following Get Tough on Twitter and Insta at Get Tough, Stay Tough. And yeah, that's tough as in T-U-F-F. So when we also are looking at your new album that is out here, um, we kind of also see your single that you also did release over at WONC, which is the college radio station, which is one of my college radio stations I was at. And I think that's a really cool thing that you guys kind of contacted and did something that's more localized for this release. Can you kind of go into that thought process when it came to it? That was it was Wax Tracks idea, wasn't it? Yeah, actually, no, the, the folks over at at North Central reached out to us and asked us if we would be game to do it. Um, and like you said, Lizzie, I think the band as a whole is very much, uh, has always been very amenable to, to giving back to the community and those in especially around Chicago area. So um, like this, you know, they're always game to do things like that. And with that, how was kind of the reception and like the just general overall vibe of it? Sure. So obviously none of us planned on, and again, you guys can jump in, Eric and, and Jeff. I think from our standpoint, the because of COVID, we really couldn't do a proper record release party, right? So what we ended up, what they ended up doing is uh, they did the four song or six song uh, sort of pre-release at the House of Vans over the summer. So that was kind of fun, except for there was no fans. <laughs> um, but other than that, it was great. We were at the House of Bands and we were singing live. Uh, so that's fun. Um, and then, yes, and then they did a series of uh, radio shows and other interviews, kind of pre-release and post-release of the album, which was supposed to come out and be delivered on August 2nd. But as with most cases in the pandemic, the uh, supply chain was kind of screwed us up and we couldn't get the vinyl out uh, on the first day, which was our ultimate goal. Uh, but obviously it did eventually come out on vinyl, which we were probably most proud of. Well, that's awesome. And what was kind of the thought process with working with Wax Tracks uh, for this release? So you want me to go out? I'll, I'll take this one again. <laughs> sure. So... Wax tracks came about for a couple of reasons, um, and to be, you know, completely transparent, uh, the original thought was that we were going to potentially put the album out ourselves. Uh, the band was without a record label affiliation, and then, uh, as you probably know, uh, Pierre Kesdi, um, unfortunately, uh, his cancer came back, uh, and the decision was at the time. You know, we were still researching potential record labels, and I happened to be sitting uh, next to his bed, and his Strike Under album was there, and it kind of, the light bulb went off, being that Strike Under was literally Wax Tracks' first album they ever put out, so it's 001 on the Wax Tracks label, which <laughs> Pierre was a part of, so the thought was... Uh, potentially it making a lot of sense for Pierre's first and then last album to be put out on Wax Tracks. So literally right after that band meeting, uh, all the guys were on the phone. We were, we were of course, pandemic, so we were all on Zoom. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I reached out to Julia and Mark to see if they'd potentially be interested in putting it out on Wax Tracks. So um, that's how it came about. And of course, you know, they were probably just as happy about releasing it on their label as we were. And we put the deal together rather quickly and the rest is history. I was listening to a podcast uh, the other day, a couple days ago, and it was about, uh, it was about Nine Inch Nails and, you know, Trent Reznor probably mostly because what else are you going to talk about? Uh, <laughs> and they were talking about like, industrial and and music from chicago and so of course wax track rec records comes up and i was like wait i'm pretty sure we're going to be talking to some guys that are on wax track that have done some uh some stuff with wax track so the same thing is like it's just the name keeps going around and you're like wow there's like 
this this long history of all of these these Chicago things. And uh, I don't know, maybe it's like we just don't have a ton of that because it's the Midwest. And so there's like a a very specific realm here and we don't get like the L.A. or New York uh, uh, sounds. We don't get the influence. We don't get any of that. Like, uh, I don't know. Do you think like being a Chicago band, being a Chicago like record label, like what is that? How does that feel? What does that mean to you guys? Oh, I thought it was great. You know, they're 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 from Chicago. We are really good, good match. And ironically enough, Jeff was, you know, obviously he was in Big Black, which is pretty industrial. And Spicer paid a part in the Palehead album as well, which is Trent, Re you know, well not Trent Reznor, but the, industrial to the, say the least. Just the single, their 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 first single. So you have even more ties. <laughs> I did a uh, a small. I think it was like a like a semester sort of internship with Martin Atkins, doing like the uh, Invisible Records, and was involved in like the website and merch sales and all that. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know anything about this, but there was one song that Martin. Uh, I think it was had like a hole. If he, if I'm remembering correctly, that he was the drummer in Nine Inch Nails at the time, and I was like. That's all I need. I'm 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 in. This is awesome. This is so cool. And now I know like pig face is like kind of just everybody. <laughs> like yeah. every person just Whoever does was it. available. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. we're doing a tour. Who can make it? And yeah. you get way too many people who respond, yeah, I can make it. <laughs> and Martin Atkins is a really cool guy. I like him a lot. He uh is out there working it, you know? Yeah. I uh I, I think it was really interesting, like working on the behind the scenes, because I had seen him as the like music business introduction, you know, the, the dude who swears and uh, <laughs> welcome to the music industry. You're fucked. Like, I'm like, OK. And then working on the backside of that, he was like, yeah, uh, uh, you'll be in charge of like the newsletter and the merch store and invisible record side. And so I'd send out these emails and it just like. Cause he'd always send a like tweet or, or an email that would be like, get the fuck out of bed. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to lean into that. And I would start like sending these newsletter emails with like the subject line of like, don't fucking miss out or something like that. And I would get like responses like, Hey, tone it down. What do you relax? It's like, you're, you're the one who signed up for this. You know how Martin Atkins talks. You're not, shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I mean, when you're working with, you know, Chicago punks, for the most part, you have that kind of original energy, I feel most of the time. And when we kind of see it nowadays, what are some either, you know, Chicago local, like local Illinois, or any type of artists and bands you guys are currently into? Uh, bull weevils, for sure. Bands in Australia called Stiff Richards. <laughs> Australia. <laughs> a little far from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a really good name. I like that name. <laughs> I was still around. I like the arrivals. Yeah, the arrivals were good. Both are great. Some of these are really good. Even though they moved, how about you know Dan Vapid and the Cheats? <laughs> and Vapid's great. All yeah. the bands are great. Yeah. Then the Addisons is pretty good. Tom Bailey's band. Tom Taylor. I was going to say, without shows, it, you know, it, it's you know, you, you start to forget about you know, like who who's in what band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well, so I think one of the first places that I had I had kind of learned about the the legendary status. I'm going to keep saying it because you know, from our from our standpoint, I can say it uh was at like cobra lounge and like there you know you just be at cobra lounge and like the riot fest world of it all and you'd be like oh yeah yeah naked ray gun is just like kind of like that it's like those three things just kept happening in like the same sentences like riot fest cobra lounge naked ray gun uh so i i i imagine that you've probably perhaps seen a bunch of bands like at cobra lounge that have just come through or uh you know, gone there and like heard of bands just like coming through and playing there. For sure. Yeah. We practice 
Yeah, they practice on the fourth floor of Cobra. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> like that's our home. Yeah. yeah. It's literally, yeah. yeah. And that's why the that's why there's Wonder Beer. It's Eric's Wonder Beer is there. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and why it's called All Rise. Yeah. There's a lot of ties. Yeah, this is all coming together for me now. <laughs> it's, all, it's all making <laughs> sense together. Yeah, yeah okay. Nice. <laughs> There's a beer called Backlash Jack, too. Mm. Backlash Jack, yep. So a couple <laughs> beers. The place is called All Rise. It's, there's a lot of Chicago uh, or Nicky Reagan connections. Yeah. I think as well for at least growing up and getting into punk music when I first played the Disney skateboard video game they had Alistair somewhere down on Fullerton and then me being like 10 years old at the time I went to go see like other similar bands and Naked Raygun was one of the ones that popped up in my search and then kind of also seeing it come in later when I saw Rise Against at House of Vans they had your old um the Jettison logo on their Rise Against shirt. And I said, oh, that's really cool. And then I'm like, wait, where is this from? <laughs> and I found it again. I like realized, put two, two together. So I feel like there's really wholesome community all around here with Chicago, even if, you know, a band maybe is only pulling out singles, isn't super active, but it's still kind of at the, the root base of what, you know, punk music and the ethos of it is. Yeah, I, I sang an Alpine Trio they're, they're really good guys. I sang, I sang, I sang, I sang an Alpine Trio song. I also sang on a uh, Rise Against song, an album. Why yeah, I, I think. Which Alpine Trio the song this is? Which song? Yeah. Alpine <laughs> Trio song goes, uh, A Deep Dark Secret. Down in the hole. Sorry, that's been told. Hmm. Another song? I know all their I songs, love, but I... now I'm like, wait. <laughs> now you're second guessing yourself. <laughs> well, I think, you know, the one thing to note, Lizzie, you know, when you talk about, you know, when you kind of talk about that sort of stuff, um, and I can say this because, of course, I'm not in the band. Um, <laughs> you know, I think Naked Reagan as a band from the beginning of time were always accessible, right? I think that's why you know, and I'm not going to say the word legend like you guys are saying it, but that's why a lot of bands look up to them because they always gave them access to them. Like every opening band, always in the dressing room, always hanging out. That was their shtick, right? You know, Sludgeworth, wh whatever the band was, they were all part of the scene and they were all part of, you know, Naked Reagan made them feel at home. So that's why Joe Principe from Rise Against references Naked Reagan all the time. Daryl Wilson from the Bow Weevils references Naked Reagan all the time. You know, Fall Out Boy, you can go Alkaline Trio. They all kind of turn their heads or nod to Naked Reagan because back in those days in the, you know, 80s, 90s, those bands looked up to these guys and these guys sort of welcomed them with open arms. And that was kind of like the scene. That was just who these guys were. And I think that's partially why they continue to reference them. You know, it's not just the Dave Grohl's of the world who also references Naked Reagan constantly. It's these littler bands, these punk rock bands that were in and around Chicago that look to Naked Reagan and now they make music. Thanks, Lou. <laughs> yeah. It is very, uh, it, it's, I think sometimes there's a little bit of that like concern that the older seen the older uh, uh the people who have been doing it for a lot longer are very protective of what it is so it's it it is very refreshing to know that like as these new artists come out as these new uh bands are getting influenced by you that it's 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 a supportive community here and everybody's like behind all of it for sure and i think like i said it's it's evident in a lot of you know i said more modern music right like pete wentz from fallout boy they when they're here, you know, they had Jeff hold the Stanley, Stanley Cup at Riot Fest. Blink-182, there's a song that says, at the Metro, going to see Naked Reagan, right? It's in the Blink-181 song, you know, like, I'm sure 90% of the Blink-182 fans are like, who the hell's that? But again, <laughs> there. That is really cool, though. 
do you yeah uh, i have a kind of like that yeah like do you ever feel like who, who the hell is this blink 182 band and why <laughs> why am i in a song that they play <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, yeah we, we know who they are. are. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with them because my, you know, my kids you know, used to listen to them. They, uh, see, I'm like, if I have kids and they're like, oh, you should listen to this band. And it's like a band that like, you know, I grew up on. I'd be like, yeah, I, I know. Like, I know. This band. I know this. Why are you talking about this Blink-182? I know them. Right, right. A kid I can't get out of here <laughs> or like uh you know something that's like like the mgk or the 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 artists that are doing like the the pop punk sound now and like saying oh yeah i really like this and i'd be like listen we had blink 182 we had uh fallout boy we don't need we don't need this <laughs> i'm gonna turn into that guy <laughs> oh my god yeah, it happens. <laughs> I definitely. I, I think the one of the biggest things is that recently I had students come up to me. They're like, "Oh, we want to add this new music into our, our music catalog." I said, "Okay, like, what is it?" Um, because it can't be you know crude or vulgar because FCC, we love it. They're like, "Oh, this band called the Radiohead." And I said, "You mean Radiohead?" <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Excuse me, I'm having a moment right now. I don't even oh, like Radiohead yeah. that much, but I was having a moment." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I found this awesome new band we should put on the radio. They're called Metallica. Yeah. Just right. came out. Yes. The Metallica. The Metallica. Yeah. The Metallica. Yeah. You have to add the the. Like, if you have like the Fallout Boy, like, just add it. It adds a little bit of something. <laughs> the Fallout Boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> Driving my kids a number of years ago. And actually, this she's I, I had a playlist on sugar cubes are playing, whatever. So the girl says, Wow, that sounds a lot like Bjork. And I'm like, Yeah, that that is Bjork. And they're like, No, it's not. I'm like, Uh, yes, it is. They're like, No, I have all her albums, and this is not a song of, their, of hers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. <laughs> all right, can't help you at a certain point. Sounds good. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Lizzie of the Emo Social Club and it's a brand new year. So maybe you want to update your drip and be the hottest and coolest looking kid all around the virtual web. You can do this by picking up some Emo Social Club merch and you can find it over on emosocialclub.com store. And with just an easy click, it can be in your cart and shipped right out to you. So you can stunt on all of your friends this upcoming spring. Again, you can go and snag these items over at emosocialclub.com slash store. Something I did want to ask is that in a recent Jaded in Chicago interview that you guys did is that you kind of referenced that the new music, the most recent music you've put out on this album references like some inspo from the bad Oasis music. So not like Wonderwall, but like they're <laughs> not great other music. Um, and I, I kind of want to get a little bit deeper into that because I personally have never listened to Oasis that much, but this explanation the seemed Oasis. a little bit said <laughs> like crazy to me. I don't know about that. I'm I'm, I'm going to hear about it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not familiar with that one. Huh. It must have been interesting. Bill. It was probably Bill. It's a Bill quote. That sounds very much like a Bill quote. I'm looking yeah, at I was it like, now. This is really, yeah, uh, it's all Bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, this seems a little bit a weird way to reference your music, but okay. I mean, everyone has creative, creative differences and outlets. So if if that one, what it may be, it may be. Yeah, so we'll have to have uh, Bill on the show one time. Yeah. And can ask question. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, what what were your guys's? like inspo for putting this record together it still has that og punk feel obviously fast loud and a lot of the songs still under two minutes or a minute what you know you kind of always hear in punk music it's not a punk song unless it's under two minutes but where after all this time that you have been developing these tracks this music 
and also, you know, in between these singles, what was your like overall thoughts on like producing it and getting it out there? Like what was the kind of meaning for it overall? Well, one big one was trying to get it released, you know, before Pierre passed. We didn't make it, but we tried. Yeah, it was done, but it was not released, unfortunately. And it spans a number of years. They were in the, the studio quite a long time putting this album together. Um, Pierre had a, his, his stroke in 2010, 2011. Um, and that sort of hindered him, obviously, playing the bass, um, but he still was very involved um, from construction, writing lyrics, song, all that kind of stuff. So so it was a kind of a good integration of, uh, you know, let's get this done and get it out for the last, kind of like the last, like, hurrah in a way. Yeah. 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 I like records out, though. Um, I think... On uh, it, it's, it's, been long, it's been such a long time doing it. We had to get it out, you know. You just had... Yeah, so we have that. And then with this being the sixth album, do you guys think that there will be any other albums after this? I mean, again, we had kind of like a 30-long hiatus. <laughs> so it, there's a little bit in between time. Will it be but, another 30 years? Well, <laughs> yes. Or will it be um, maybe something afterwards? Or may this be one of the last few like full lengths, potentially, for Naked Ray, uh, Ray Gun? Wow, words are hard today. Wow, okay. <laughs> we plan on... I'm releasing the, the, the three singles and the B-sides on one album and putting about five or six more new songs with it. And doing that. Yeah, as far as another album, and I don't want to speak for them per se, but I do know, you know, they definitely have tons of material. I mean, all the guys write, Eric still writes, Jeff has tons of material. So it's not lack of material that would stop them from putting out another album. I think, once again, it, it's a time factor, right? There's, as always been the case, they all have other jobs, right? They all have day jobs. Um, music is not their full-time gig, unfortunately. So uh, everything takes a little bit of time. Yeah, quite tragically, you always okay, have to tell the kids punk really, rock really, doesn't pay the really, bills. really long time. it's uh there's always that meme of like somebody working on their record and they're like yeah i'm I'm gonna put this out of an recording in my bedroom i've got all this stuff recorded i'm ready to put it out and then you're just like no i'm I'm gonna delete it (laughs) i don't want anyone to hear this it's like 30 years later you're like i'm ready i got this (laughs) i also like uh like lizzie mentioned like the punk songs are are shorter and I'm like, that's a really good way to like have a lot of material because you just can write like a bunch of two minute songs. <laughs> and I, I I firmly believe that most songs uh, should probably be around two minutes. I think this three and a half minute thing is is of the past. I think we're ready for just short songs, get to the point, have a good time, move on to the next one. And then you can do a 30 minute set, play 45 songs. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, like, when you like say, yeah like when you yeah. like to say oh i saw this band they played all of their songs it was their like, entire it was catalog great. in an hour yeah they got yeah. the whole catalog <laughs> full hour done uh i've seen everything they have it's perfect they they threw in a b-side too just yeah. for just for funsies <laughs> and oh man they had right. the time to do it right. sure that's classic descendants three three four pages of uh, a set list mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah songs that are 10 seconds long so eric when we had the wheel on stage the songs oh the wheel of songs wheel yes of- yeah that was yeah that was a blast that was a pure thing the wheel of songs yeah yeah is it play almost every song then pretty close <laughs> Is it like well, we uh, had some on that we weren't going to do? We had right, some, we had some that we weren't going to do. But yeah, because then we, you guys pulled the crowd even right, so there was people submitted. So basically, every single song 
was on the wheel of songs. So think of a carnival wheel, right? Yeah. And then someone in the audience would spin it and wherever it landed, these guys would have to sing it. So <laughs> what if it landed no, on the same like that- song? Do you do it twice? <laughs> No, we didn't do it twice. Yeah. Okay. It's like that it's game. Good. What's what's that game show? What's the the game show? Uh, Wheel, of, Wheel Fortune. of Fortune. Yeah. There yeah. we go. We love it. Yeah. yeah. It was like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we had other things on the like, songs though. Did we, like, oh yeah. If it landed on something, then whoever spun, spun it. it got... to... Yeah, whoever spun it, and if it landed on a certain thing, then they would have to come up on stage and whatever, take off their shirt or something stupid. <laughs> do something or yeah yeah yeah, it was yeah. Like, so yeah like you had to eat a salami or something like it was the most ridiculous <laughs> that was a reggie's show that show was at reggie's yeah drink malort or something <laughs> you know crazy that's not that bad oh no it was it was like um it was um the, like the rock and rye or something there was like chunks of stuff floating in the bottle of liquor Oh no! Yeah, it, it looked. Uh-oh. Yeah, it it looked like. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we we had some of that, and a couple, a couple poor souls had to take a swig of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. Malort. We called it Danger Request Night, right? Wasn't that it? Danger, Danger Request, Danger Request Night. Night. Okay. Right. So yeah, so if you spun yeah, the yeah. wheel to play a song and it landed on that, you had to pay the consequences. <laughs> Yeah. Is it It was that... really fun and games for us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, did you want to... Because I, I would imagine, like, just having a wheel of songs and you play whatever comes up is, like, you know, that's work for you. But it sounds like you were also uh, putting the audience to work a little bit. <laughs> like, for sure. No, you get up here and entertain them with... This is an interactive experience <laughs> for all. <laughs> right. It's kind of like uh, adaptation of the free shit theory, right? So every hmm. Chicago show... Naked Reagan has free shit. Well, this was a lot of participation from the crowd because, like I said, if you spun the wheel, you were liable if it landed on something that wasn't a song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take the chance. It was Somebody goes up there like, man, I really want to win the vinyl. And then they're like, mm, actually, you need to you need to drink yeah. this. But you don't know what it's <laughs> in it. But, you know, good on you. Good on you. <laughs> Go about your night. <laughs> I think one, of, one of the things, one of the things they had to do was drink a, a bitters. Bitters, yeah. There was all kinds of crazy concoctions and stuff they had to do. Someone in the chat mentioned uh, pickled herring. Yes, oh, there was, I've that had, could be it. I've had oh. that before. It, it, it. Yeah, it would be torture. I, I like it. <laughs> I like I it. Taste. Yeah, but uh, would you want to eat it at Reggie's? Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> In front of all those people? Probably not. Re- yeah. Reggie's finest pickled herring. <laughs> Room temperature herring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this literally you know sounds what? like torture. Again, it's a, it's a bonding experience. It brings everyone mm-hmm. together. <laughs> yes, for sure. You know, you're always going to remember that one Naked Ray Gun show where you were uh, trying you to get the taste of pickled herring. Yeah. Yeah, but bot- <laughs> Where you've never been right since. <laughs> but then you tell your family, you're like, but it was punk rock. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Right. Yeah, it's punk rock. Really hardcore show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so something else I did want to ask was that. In my my brief research with uh, going through kind of your history, something that popped up a lot was you being accredited to the Chicago Sound. And I couldn't find too much info on what that is specifically, but I have a slight idea. But what what can you guys kind of say to put into like words or your own perspective of what you think that that means or has been to you? I don't know who said that originally. I don't remember. Um, yeah, it's been floating around for a very long time. Was it was it Jim DeRogatis? Yeah, I think he was the first one to say it, and then it's been picked up many, many times since then. 
I would say they're part of the Chicago cool. scene. We're not totally the Chicago scene. Yeah. The three or four bands that kind of sound similar to us or the same school of thought. And then there's a bunch of bands that don't, like Smashing Pumpkins, that are great. Fair. Yeah, I think, yeah. I have my own theories. All <laughs> 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 guitar based, all guitar based. Yeah, that's it. I think the big guitar is, is a big piece of it, right? I think, you know, back in the day, it was Haggerty's guitar and then Bill's guitar that played a central role. But again, Naked Reagan would not be Naked Reagan without Jeff on vocals or Spicer on the drums or Pierre on the bass. So I think collectively they had their own sound. There was like nothing else at the time, for sure. Um, I think it was a little bit slower or less screaming than a lot of punk rock. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think people enjoyed going to Naked Reagan shows, not just because of the music that they play, but again, the people that they are. It's kind of Thanks, showcasing Lou. your personality and making it <laughs> and making it attractive to people and say, yeah, I also want to hang out with them. They're, they're nice people. They made me eat pickled herring, but they're nice people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I got a cool magnet. Can't beat that. <laughs> Listen, who else is going to give me a magnet at their show? No one. Crowd's very friendly, too. They always pick each other up when they fall. And... For sure. Not like most bands. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, notoriously fallen a lot in pits lately, and it's uh, gotten very unfortunate that many kids don't know that rule. And when you kind of like say, like, hey, um, you're supposed to pick people up. They right. look at you like you're a crazy old person. I'm like, I am still one of you at this <laughs> show. I'm trying to help you help me. <laughs> Lizzie, to be fair, did go into a pit recently with her full backpack on. And I was I like, Lizzie, I can it? hold it's your fine. backpack for you. You, you. you don't need to be in there like with your your books and your laptop. Like right. you fall down, you're breaking your you, you can't finish your uh, your teaching your your right. your your syllabus yeah but the kids won't get their grades and it'll be very tragic for them yeah sorry i lost your grades in a pit everybody gets an a yeah yeah that's how it works right yeah right teachers 15 minutes late everybody leave yeah or you'd be stuck like a turtle on its back mm -hmm. I, I always compare myself to a turtle because my backpack is also green mm -hmm. It's always on my back wherever I am. So I'm like, I'm like a little turtle every day of the week. I was like, this is like, I never want to assume that anybody's like, you know, judging you for it. But I was kind of like, I, I hope somebody's looking at her right now and it's just like, man, I need to like not get near this girl with her giant backpack, <laughs> like throwing elbows and, and throwing elbows in a dress yeah like yeah. listen i don't know what else you want from me <laughs> at a certain point other than brutality <laughs> at the kenny hoopla game yeah <laughs> you're like it's a thursday Wait, so night a i came here to jam dress yeah yeah <laughs> it's like when wow. you got school during the day but you've got a show to go to at night <laughs> yeah it's literally that meme <laughs> nice <laughs> So thinking back to kind of, yeah, <laughs> you got to get up and just go. So, and like, just move around. I, fi I find it very fun. So <laughs> kind of I like, personally do. You just lose yourself in it and you're like, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to do this. But it's like, whoa, whoa. Like you're out there without a, you know, care in the world, but your backpack is just going like, to knock somebody down. Like <laughs> it be that way. Be more aware. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know what? I'm not holding your backpack for you from now on. No, you will. It's your responsibility. <laughs> you're gonna. It's your responsibility. <laughs> but thinking back to maybe the pits you guys have either been in or seen, what is some stuff that you've seen gone down that you think is absolutely like wild? Doesn't even have to be bad, just like wild. <laughs> well, for me, I like, you know, I would hear about, you know, the pit or the, you know, or the, the walls of death. <laughs> and I, I, you know, where I, where I sit, I can only see like the first, you know, few rows of people, and then it's black after that. Mm. And I thought, you know, I always thought people were making stuff up or like exaggerating something. Like later on, you could see like the entire audience, and I was like, 
Wow. <laughs> I had no idea. They're all gone. <laughs> like, every time I've seen a wall of Probably death, like it's always felt very concerning to me. And I'm always like, I got to get out of here. And I run away, just fully to the back. Like, please don't. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> yeah, right. Or stage diving. That's that's crazy. I did plenty of that at Naked Reagan shows. <laughs> yeah, I was about both. to say, I'm like, I like to stage dive. I like to be that no. problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm that, I'm that person. But luckily, I only weigh like a buck ten, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with stage diving, especially if you're in the band. I hate crowd surfing, like from the back. I think that that is just it 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 it's so annoying because randomly you'll just like like the 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 Get a like uh, a riot fest i was just you know standing there watching a band all of a sudden i get kicked in the back of the head and of course i'm like man i missed shows like this is so nice to be back at a show and i don't even <laughs> care if somebody's kicking me in the back of the head but at the same time i'm like man don't like just stay on the ground <laughs> keep your feet where they belong you're just kicking like random people. And it's always like the one person who's like, I want to go up and then they get lifted and then immediately fall right back down or like are, are, are being lifted up. And then they like flip upside down and so their feet are dangling in the sky. And it's like, <laughs> what's the point? What's the point of any of this? <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> I think. I tried one time and I think it was at a show when I had had just a little bit too many beers <laughs> and I was like, Oh uh, yeah. No. Me. <laughs> and then I like, it sounds silly. I think they tried and I was like, nah, I changed my mind. Changed my mind. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Why were you scared of the height? You were six foot three. I know the height shouldn't scare you. I'm six foot. You are that height. I know. It's just, I'm just, <laughs> head level with everybody else i think i just like i know that it's rude because i know that like i'm not in control of my body and i can very easily just like knock into somebody <laughs> and i wouldn't want that to be me so i don't want to do it to that I'm kind heart when i'm at a show I'm like let me wow, get out that's... of your way and let me not kick you in the head i mean you can just uh, yeah, lift I'm your like feet that. up <laughs> now if the band kicks me in the head I say this is the best show I've ever been to. This is incredible. You say you say thank you. Yeah, <laughs> show's so good. You know, the band is even uh, the band is even living dangerously. Yeah, I think Cobra Lounge was the the Naked Reagan show at Cobra Lounge. That was the last time I staged over. I'm way too old for that now, but that was the last <laughs> time. And I actually got hauled out outside and thrown out in the cold. Mm. Oh, okay. There was no Why diving all night? Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, Sean came out and got me. Otherwise, I would have been out out for the rest of the night. <laughs> Was that 06? Yeah. There's actually video of it on the interwebs. <laughs> Knock me down video. You can see me stage diving. It was actually in Time Out Magazine. Ooh. Whoever took photos, there's a photo of me with my feet. You see my docs at Cobra Lounge. <laughs> that's all that's all the kids ever want is that their docs get photographed and put into <laughs> timeout or Chicago Reader or anything. Be like, yeah. that's my foot. You know it's my foot. I was there. Here's a picture of my foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember when I when I saw Alistair there, because I love Alistair, it's me and um, my best friend's one of our favorite bands next to Hawthorne Heights. So we always go see them when they play a show. And she was like, oh, do you want to crowd surf? I'm like, it says no crowd surfing. We're going to get kicked out. And then some kid crowd surfed and then they kicked him out. And I said, that could be us. Yeah. We'd be out yeah. in the cold. <laughs> and like, why would you want to get kicked out? You came to see the show. What enjoyment does crowd surfing bring to you that just standing there and watching the show this is my justification like i just oh I'm tired and i'm like i just want to see the band yeah. and drink my beer and stand you're, at the older, back. you're older than your time yeah i'm like no get kids kids you're loud and you're 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 running around everywhere and your energy is is disgusting and i just want to watch <laughs> the band energy is disgusting uh uh Speaking of, because we're talking about shows, uh, are there plans for any shows coming up? Anything uh, in 
In Chicago or anywhere, I suppose. There's no. nothing in writing <laughs> at the moment. Uh, there are some potential things that could happen, but uh, there's nothing in writing yet. Okay. Sounds like we should be looking out for something soon, though. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> it's a very uh, don't count your chickens before they hatch situation. Yeah. You got to get this pandemic over with and get these gentlemen practicing a little bit more frequently. And <laughs> Very fair. Be practicing, period. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I was being kind. Yeah. It feels like everyone... Like there, there's like dust to shake off, but also like fans are just super accepting and super into it right now. Like you can go to a show and the band can be like, I don't know, we haven't done this in a couple of years. Like bear with us. And the fans are like, yeah, fine. Absolutely. And like, they don't even care if like, uh, it, it's like the, the, the being at the show is the most important part of it. It doesn't really matter how you play. That's good to know. I think that was the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, See, there's on. a chance. You just got to show up and the fans are going to be like, yeah, this is great. Stand there on stage, just like high five a couple people. Right. Satisfied. <laughs> Worth the price of admission. Yeah, when they did those when they did those songs at the House of Vans over the summer with uh, actually Dan from uh, 88 Fingers Louie joined them for a couple songs. Uh, I, I know those guys were happy to be playing again, for sure. Yeah, so I... I was hoping we could, uh, you know, try to push some some tickets, some sales to your <laughs> shows, but now I can't do that. So uh, we can push streams, one million streams, one million on streams, the latest album. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that'd be nice. I'll take that. <laughs> one million streams on the LP over the Overlords, uh, and the single is "Living in the Good Times." It is. Yeah, we're working on uh, another single release potentially on on vinyl. Ooh. Just working on the B side. Mm. We have the A side figured out. <laughs> B side we're working on. There we go. <laughs> but don't worry, you could hear all of it probably whenever they play a show because it'll all be under two minutes with a couple three minutes and thirty second songs thrown in for funsies. That's right. <laughs> I also appreciate Wax Tracks in the chat saying push sales of the album. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. So <laughs> Uh, can they get it on, on Wax Tracks's, uh site, like through them they directly? They can. So, I mean, why listen to it on, on Spotify when you could just own it from Wax Tracks? Right. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. That's right. You need to clip yeah. this and make it your ad. That's fine, too. Do it, yeah. <laughs> who who doesn't have a record player? Oh, Brian doesn't, but most other people I have, do have, I have a record one. player nowadays. It's in there. Where? It's, it, I, I put it away when I'm oh, not interesting. listening to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, that's, that's crazy, bestie. You know, I'm going I'm to put this away. You know, I'll listen. I'll listen later. <laughs> listen, you got to have the right. you got to have the surround sound set up. That's really what it comes yeah, down to. That. Okay. <laughs> what is your turntable like? Over by your your air fryer, nice <laughs> <laughs> George Foreman grill. Yeah, George for Oh my god! <laughs> I have it in the I have it in the living room, but like, so uh, I mean, I I don't have a ton of vinyls. Like that just wasn't my collector thing. Uh, I have a few that I've gotten with like some albums I bought. Like the vinyl was uh, part of like a deal. Like you buy like a concert ticket you get the vinyl you get the the cd is download and all that so that's that's really all i have is like random vinyls so having the record player out all the time because it like it you can just like condense it and put it away and it has its own little built-in speaker like i don't need this out like all the time it's just going to be sitting there and not playing any music but then you're like okay you know let's let's bring it out for the friends the people who are coming to, to hang out for the party yeah or uh um, what do you have like a club Close and play. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Is, it, is this a Crosley, Brian? Yeah. Uh, it might. <laughs> I don't know. It's, oh. it's, you don't it's, admit this on public radio here. This is apparently, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah this isn't. This say. isn't live, and this no one will hear this. <laughs> no one will. I will be outing myself to everybody. Bri Brian is about to like text me after and be like, "You got to cut it out of the episode." And be like, "No, you." I literally You'd be here and be roasted. I've literally already said it to people. Like, it's, you can't edit this <laughs> out. They so, already have it in their brains. So, Brian, you're more than welcome to come to my house and listen to the album 
over the overlords on vinyl because honestly that's the way it's meant to be heard okay uh, it's it's pretty special okay see maybe i just need the right record to go no this is the only way i gotta listen to it this yeah, way. yeah i mean again the, these guys carefully curated the order of the songs that's why there's interludes to connect certain songs to other songs there's an intro and outro it's meant to be heard from start to finish in a specific order so i like that that's the best way to listen to music i only listen to albums in full so (laughs) i love the transitions and like getting it ingrained in my brain so if someone ever plays that order i'm like hey don't do that (laughs) don't do this yeah so we had a blue and white vinyl that was available on anxious and angry only and then a black and white or gray kind of smoky color limited edition on wax tracks and now you can still get the sort of translucent red and black vinyl is available Ooh, okay both anxious and angry as well as wax tracks records i'm getting the link to throw it in the chat just so you all know where to go and get it can go if you're here by yeah in the best way possible if you're here you can go get it there um before we then we wrap up the interview part and we just uh talk with our our lovely uh friends here in the chat uh where can people find you on the internet? Where can people support you on the internet? Uh, where can people get all the other stuff? All, sure. all the so stuff. I'm, yeah, all the stuff. Where's all the stuff? <laughs> Where's all the stuff, man? So yeah, Instagram, it's Naked Reagan Official. Uh, you can get us on Facebook, Twitter, same handles. So pretty much any social place and then our stuff our officially licensed gear <coughs> is available there we go <coughs> at anxious and angry.com uh, we also have a, a distribution deal if you happen to be listening and you're in europe with plastic heads they uh, they have all of our official merch both t-shirts and music available on their site if you're one of our european fans we have some some uk people if, if you, you Get over there. Get it. Get it done. You know, get the merch. Yeah. Pick it up. Pick up the vinyl. Yeah. So pick we just up, did a limited edition skateboard deck with uh, Satan Records. So there, expect two more coming shortly. Hmm. I didn't think you were going to say records. I thought you were just going to say we did a skateboard with Satan and be like, interesting. I didn't know he was. I didn't know he was. Uh, <laughs> He was doing deals. He was a he was a regular. <laughs> he yeah. He's That's a crazy. real dealer, man. <laughs> Satan shreds. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's that Disney skateboard that Lizzie was talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what it was. It was just subliminal messaging. Yeah. They put that and then they put simple plan. They said, This is it, kids. This is it. Uh well then, we will uh we'll wrap up the the interview portion and we'll stick around on Twitch and talk with everybody who's hanging out. Uh, but yeah, go and, uh, uh, buy the vinyl wax tracks records. If you're listening and you're only hearing the audio of this, go, go get it off of wax, wax tracks record site, uh, and support to them with an actual physical vinyl release that is meant to be played in order because there's very, uh, there's not enough of those and Spotify is automatically shuffling everything and it's dumb. Uh, so Go check it out. Follow them on everything. And uh, yeah, guys, it was uh, it was excellent to have you on tonight. It was great. Thanks, Thanks for having guys. Us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. Remember, if you liked it, go tell us. Let, Let us, us know, know on your podcasting app that you're listening to this on. Five stars. Nothing less. Uh, if it if it lets you do more, I guess. Yeah, I don't think we're a, I don't think we're too. on a ten star rating system anywhere anymore so we don't need to worry about that yeah so just you know five stars is gonna be gonna be absolutely fine we will be back next monday with another episode and you can also join us over on twitch where we record them live uh from all of us here me and lizzie at the emo social club i'm brian and i'm lizzie goodbye when will i ever hear the music again
super quietly. You can't hear it, I know. Just just go with me. Just just when I start talking, just pretend that it's it's time. Because it will be.